Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hi, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the September 11th episode of the bull bear banter. Cheyenne is on vacation this week, so I'll go through the market rundown. December corn gained three and a half today, closing at 368 and a half, which is up ten and a half for the week. March corn was up three and a quarter today, ending at 378 and a quarter, adding close to a dime for the week. November soybeans gained 18 and a half today to finish at 996, up another 28 week on week. January beans added 17 and three quarters today and finished at 999 and a quarter, gaining almost 26 for the week. The big story this week was the release of the USDA's latest WASDE report. This worldwide agriculture supply and demand estimate has been anxiously anticipated for a while now, especially after the storms we saw on August 10th. The last WASD was on August 12th, just a couple days after the derecho, and really didn't attempt to include any info from that storm event. So let's walk through their data, and I'll add a few other items impacting the market after that. For corn, the USDA estimated this year's corn crop at 14.9 billion bushels, using a yield of 178.5 bushels per acre, which is right in line with the expected estimates by trading companies. They also pegged U.S. corn ending stocks for 2020 and 2021 at 2.503 billion bushels, down from 2.756 billion the previous month, and just above the average trade guesstimate of 2.451 billion. They did adjust harvested acres to 83.5 million, down from the previous number, just above 84 million, but nowhere near the average estimate of 81.3. I think most analysts try to project the final USDA numbers, though, not necessarily this month's numbers. So I'd expect that acreage number to continue to fall in subsequent reports until we see the final numbers in January. On the demand side, there were some interesting notes as well, as the USDA increased its corn export target for next year by 100 million bushels, while cutting both feed and ethanol demand each by 100 million. USDA's world stocks fell, largely due to the nearly 10 million metric ton reduction in U.S. production. This year's soybean crop is expected to come in at 4.313 billion bushels on a yield of 51.9 bushels per acre, both of these slightly above the average trade guesses. There were no adjustments to harvested acres this month, staying at 83 million. This reduced the projected stocks for the upcoming U.S. crop to 460 million bushels, down 150 million since the August report. This was very close to the average trade guess. They made no changes on the demand side for the U.S. in this report. World soybean ending stocks fell to 93.59 million metric tons, down from 95.36 last month, but slightly above the trade's estimate of 93.11. Most notably, USDA raised its 2020-2021 Brazil soybean crop by 2 million metric tons to 133. USDA left Argentina's production unchanged at 53.5 million metric tons. Other changes in the global soybean balance sheet were minor. So with that, let's move on to some other bull bear factors. On the corn side, the one thing we've been watching closely this week is the December futures chart. Up until Thursday, December corn hadn't closed above 362 since the end of March. It was close back in late June, early July, but it failed and dropped back closer to 320 in early August. Since that August 10th storm, it has been steadily climbing. The next resistance area is in that 370 to 372 area. So you might want to make a sale or two if we can hang in this area early next week. There continue to be stories about China's increased appetite for U.S. corn, whether it's to supplement their growing hog herd, replace depleted internal stockpiles, or for something else, 
It sure feels like they are going to import more corn during the next 12 months than they have ever done during one full crop year. However, there is also a thought that they are front-end loading their demand, and once they buy everything they need, this demand will shut off. A last item on corn. While many of us in Iowa, especially central Iowa, are lamenting what could have been with such a promising crop on the way just a month ago, much of the rest of the country is looking at very good yields. Northeast Iowa, in particular, is expecting record yields. All of Minnesota continues to look very good. Illinois and Indiana have both rebounded well from last year's excessive moisture. This is just something to keep in mind as you start to get too bullish. On the soybean side, other than the USDA report we saw today, it's interesting to note the soybean charts as well. Over the last 14 trading days, soybeans closed higher on 13 of them. This Thursday was the exception when they lost about a penny for the day. November soybean futures have gained $1.23 since August 10th. In fact, the close today of $9.96 is the highest we have seen all year. We really believe that producers need to reward this move and make a sale at these levels. The USDA's expected farm price for soybeans jumped from $8.35 in the August report to $9.25 in this month's report. When you get a minute, take a look at what we're currently paying for delivery to any of our locations this harvest. What you'll find is a number above that expected $9.25 level. I've had many farmers tell me throughout the years that their goal is to sell in the top third of the market. Well folks, I think we're there. At some point the trend will reverse and my fear is that many will wish they had sold more. So just make a sale. Similar to corn, soybean export sales have been pretty high for this time of the year. The Chinese have put on a lot more sales than they normally do prior to the U.S. harvest. I continue to wonder what happens when, not if, those shut off. It also appears that many expect the South American crop to be rather large again this year. As far as what to watch for in some upcoming events, it does sound like the rains will be ending for a while. It's really too bad we didn't see those rains in late July or early August, or maybe instead of that derecho. The next WASD report will be October 9th. It sure feels like we'll be quite a way through harvest by then, depending on weather. Please be safe. And now for Tom's take. I keep wondering what else can I say this week. My thoughts continue to swirl around that soybean market. Let's start with this. If on August 5th I had offered to pay you $9 for any or all of your 2020 soybeans, how many of them would you have sold? Keep in mind that on that day, November futures were about $8.80, and many of us never expected to get anything close for $9 for beans right out of the field. Now don't get me wrong, we're buying some soybeans, but not anywhere near like I think we should be at these levels. There are just too many people that have become ultra bullish. I keep thinking about that old saying, when everyone is crowding over to one side of the boat, it's probably time to take the opposite approach. I know what you're thinking, what if they go to $10 cash? Well, if they do, sell some more. I'm not advocating that you sell everything you expect to harvest right now, but I do think you should either get started or add to your sales. Sell 500 bushels, sell a truckload, sell 5,000, but sell something. I really don't think you're going to regret it. And you won't be paying storage on those bushels either. Thanks for listening. In conclusion, I'd like to just say thanks for joining for the Bull Bear Banter this week. If you'd like to contact us, you can always send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thanks for listening, and we'll both be back with you next week. 